I would describe myself as a pretty awesome dog mom. <laughs> I don't know that there's a better way to describe it, but um, basically I take care of a lot of dogs and that is my absolute passion in life. Hi, I'm Angela Aiden and you're entering a world gone good. Hello and welcome to World Gone Good. My name's Steve and I am so happy you're here. Whether you're listening via iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Simplecast, or you're secretly living in my attic, that's creepy, but whatever. Thanks for tuning in, sharing, subscribing, and yes, even giving me your honest feedback. I really appreciate you helping me spread the good. Okay, a truth about me. Here's my vision of a perfect world. There's me, my husband Jim, Lance Parker, Google him, trust me, red wine, pizza, Reese's peanut butter cups, and dogs. And by dogs, I'm talking all the dogs in the world. So I guess we'll also need all the dog food in the world and maybe like a vet or two and oh yeah, um, an endless supply of poop bags. This is my idea of a perfect world. In the present world, I'm continually in awe of my fellow humans who do good work by working with animals on a daily basis. And Angela Aiden is one of those humans. So, um, Angela Aiden, you are a animal person. <laughs> How would you describe yourself? Um, I would describe myself as a pretty awesome dog mom. <laughs> I don't know that there's a better way to describe it, but um, basically I take care of a lot of dogs and that is my absolute passion in life. When you say a lot of dogs, what are we talking about? Um, you know, you kind of lose count after like five or six dogs, <laughs> but I think I have uh, 10 in my house right now. <laughs> you have 10 dogs in your house right now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and are they, okay, so, are you, do you consider yourself a foster? Do you consider yourself a rescuer? What, what do you, what do you consider yourself? Um, I foster for several different rescues. Um, right. I used to have a rescue. I had a rescue for three and a half years and I started it when I was 22. That was 10 years ago. And uh, it was just too much for me to do all on my own. I didn't have any help. I adopted out over 350 dogs in three years and it was insane. <laughs> and I had no social or personal life when it, when, when that was happening. Um, so yeah, I was a little bit crazy back then. I also had a lot more energy. So now I, I truly know the value to rescues of really reliable fosters and especially fosters who can help dogs either medically or behaviorally. So, um, yeah, I'm just a foster now, and it's amazing. <laughs> All right, let's 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 take a couple steps back here. Who, uh, when did you fall in love with animals? Let's do the easiest question ever. What was your, who was your first pet? Um, oh, man. Well, my first most memorable pet was a Shih Tzu named Danny, and I loved that dog so much, and he was my best friend. I would get invited over to you know, other kids' houses. This was in elementary school. And I would tell my mom I didn't want to go because I couldn't bring Danny with me. And every time I left, he would wait by the door for me. And we just did everything together. You know, we all say this, we don't have a favorite, but would he be your favorite? <laughs> um, I don't know that I would say he was my favorite, but he was really the one who like started everything for me. Um, he had a home 
and then he didn't. And so, you know, we got him from like a family friend and it just kind of kicked everything off for me. Was being a vet ever in the, in your scenario, your life, your life projection? Um, absolutely. When I was six years old, I used to walk around my house saying I wanted to be a vegetarian and really I meant veterinarian, but I just didn't <laughs> to say it. But it's funny because I'm vegan now. And so it caught, you know, it was all kind of full circle, but, um, I actually did a lot of my pre-vet courses. I was a veterinary technician for 14 years. I helped run spay neuter clinics. Um, I worked at vet hospitals. I did private, uh, worked in private vet hospital shelters, like you name it, I pretty much did it. Um, and I loved doing it, but there was just so much school involved. I did a lot of pre-vet courses. I was planning on going to UC Davis for vet school. And at some point in my life, my path just drastically changed. And I'm forever grateful for that because I feel like I wouldn't be utilizing everything that I know and have and have worked for if I was a vet. Did I read somewhere that you worked with um, Caesar Milan? Um, yeah, I'm actually a, a dog handler for his events. So I help to manage the kennels and do all of his dog care for what's called training Caesar's way. Oh, right on. And what is the process to get in with him? If someone was like, is there, did you have to pass some tests? Did you, what, how does that work? Um, well, what happened with me is I signed up as a student for Training Caesars Way and I went and I stood out to people when I was there, which I, you know, had no idea that was going to happen because I used to be so shy. Um, but I took Ferris with me, my dog in a wheelchair and, you know, it was just an amazing experience. I learned so much and then I got invited back as a volunteer and I've been to pretty much every Training Caesars Way event for the last four years. So this is a podcast that is all about the good in the world. What is the good of, of, of having a pet? <laughs> uh, for me, and I don't know that I can speak for everyone, but for me personally, pets fulfill me on the deepest level. Um, I, I would not be, you know, such a happy and fulfilled person if I didn't have animals around. Um, my life revolves around animals. I live for them. so. Um, they bring an immense amount of joy and happiness to my life. What is a regular day for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot of cleaning involved because a lot of my animals are in, incontinent. So they don't know when they're going to pee or poop and things like that. Uh, my day is full of laundry. Uh, pretty much when the washer goes off, I run in there to switch laundry around so I don't get behind. Um, basically, I feel like a stay-at-home dog mom. <laughs> I don't know what it's like to be an actual mom to a human child, and I probably never want to know, but um, <laughs> for all of the dogs here, like, I absolutely love being here and, you know, fulfilling them on levels, whether it's exercising, uh, doing physical therapy, doing medical needs, stuff like that, um, but my entire day is just full of you know, what do the dogs in my home need and what can I give to them? And without getting too personal, you can answer this or not. How do you make, <laughs> how does someone like this, this is the greatest job in the world to me. Um, how do you make a living for yourself? How do you stay afloat? Um, so that's a great question. I have a Patreon page. Um, so I have people on there who, you know, kind of follow the more personal side of my life. I share a lot more of myself on that page. 
And so those people are huge supporters and help of what I do. Um, I also have a company called Free to Be CBD. Um, it's, it's a CBD company for pets and it actually helps me to donate funds back to the rescues that I foster for. Um, so it kind of, you know, helps me to go full circle in this, this whole venture. Um, I also run people's social media pages and I just get really creative on what can I do from home that, you know, doesn't take up a lot of my time so that I can still be giving all of the dogs in my home everything they need. But obviously what can keep me afloat and, you know, paying my rent and everything. So. <laughs> and don't you feel that they feed off your energy because I have friends who are incredibly high strung and their dogs are incredibly <laughs> high strung. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a hyper person, but, but my dogs are like reflections of me and my husband and and Haley in particular, like the Humane Society people, she had been adopted out three times and returned three times because at one time she ran away for 10 days from the owner that adopted her. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, but they, there's one woman down there at the Humane Society saying, when we met you, I knew, I knew you had the energy for her that she needed. So <laughs> do you feel that that's the truth with you and, and the transformations you're seeing? Um, energy plays such a significant and huge role in the way that I work with dogs. Um, I make sure that, you know, I'm a, I, I'm not a very religious person, but I'm a very spiritual person and, uh, energy like meditation. Um, there's just so many aspects that go into my home environment that have to do with energy. Um, and I believe because of that, my house is a very healing environment, especially for the medical cases that I bring in. Um, but I'm generally a pretty calm person all the time. So that hugely helps in, you know, working with dogs. Um, I mean, I'm human. There's times when I get very excited over something like some sort of huge success. Um, and it happened this morning with Rosie, this dog I'm talking about, but she was standing up in the kitchen for the first time ever. And I made a video of it. And in the video, you can hear me say like, you know, I'm being too excited for her. And it actually created her to go back and lay down. So, you know, I, I am human and there's moments where sometimes I just have to, you know, celebrate at the lowest level that I possibly can. But I knew, it, you know, it, it, it did make Rosie a little bit nervous. But um, yes, energy is, is hugely important when you're working with dogs, especially sensitive dogs. What do you think the hardest part of your journey has been? <laughs> um, the people. <laughs> it really hasn't been about the animals. The animals are hugely amazing. Um, but there's been so many people who have come into my life and um, just, you know, really did a lot of shitty things to me. And I, that's why I can relate to the dogs so much. Um, I mean, I've had so many situations that I've been put in that, you know, I didn't feel safe. Um, I didn't feel heard. I was taken advantage of like just so many situations where a lot of these dogs have had these things, you know, happen to them. And I can relate on a very deep level with them. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about helping as many of these dogs, especially the scared and shy dogs, as I possibly can. And don't you, on a, on a, on a lighter note, don't you always find too, or at least I do, that when you tell people, when I say, we have three dogs and a cat, there's two reactions. There's like, oh my God. <laughs> and then there's like, oh my God. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? 
It's really funny because even I've been single for about seven years now and I just, it's a really funny thing to me because I used to, you know, when I was younger, I would go into a bar and a guy would start talking to me and I immediately would be like, I have eight dogs or like, you know, just something where I felt like I had to say it right away. But um, yeah, I never really know what people's reactions are going to be, especially even when I'm out on a walk at night and I have like five dogs with me and people will be like, are they all yours? And I want to be like, yeah, and I have, you know, twice as many at home, but I, I don't, but <laughs> it's just, it's a, a funny thing in my life. So <laughs> it doesn't feel like a lot of dogs to me though, really doesn't. Like, I feel like I could definitely have several more and it would be fine. I know I tell so many of my friends who have one dog and, and this just happened with my really good friend, Amy. She saw, she brought her dog up to Santa Barbara to just this is before the pandemic. So she brought up her dog to Santa Barbara and we all hung out and she couldn't believe how easily he adapted to the group. And he's, a, he's, he's like, I have two big, you know, lab husky size. And I got a little Muppet who's like a terrier mix. And she's like 20 pounds. So he's like a 35 pound dog. So he was kind of in the middle size was, but he just became one of the group, like instantly became one of the group. And then she started coming up because she was getting excited. Like, it was more fun for him. So she felt like she had to bring him up. So she was like, she'd call us on a Saturday morning. Hey, what are you guys doing? I'm like, come on up, whatever. It's an hour <laughs> drive. But she started looking for somebody for him. And I was pushing her because I try to tell people all the time, two are so much easier than one. And also when you want to go do something, you will feel no guilt leaving <laughs> more than one. You know what I mean? Like within, within reason, you know what I mean? Like if you have one, you're always like, oh, we got to get home to the dog. But when you have two, you're like, oh, the dogs have each other. That's fine. It's so funny because I'm the complete opposite. When I have a friend who only has one dog and they're like, yeah, I'm thinking about getting another. I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> funny, just because, you know, I, I started out with only having one dog and that was kind of my rule for myself. And, you know, I only owned one dog and the rest were fosters because I could really just take that time with that one dog and bring it everywhere with me. And now, you know, I'm packing up seven dogs and taking them everywhere with me and it's a lot more work. Um, but yeah, it's funny cause I'm just the opposite where I'm like, only have one dog and, you know, have, let it have dog friends that you could go be social, but then you go home with the one dog. <laughs> so I typically end these with three questions, which I'm going to go ahead and ask you. Um, don't worry. Don't be scared. Um, <laughs> Question number one, who inspires you? Um, who? Can it, does it have to be a human? The question is who? Um, I mean, I have three dogs uh, who are named Ferris, Juniper, and Freddie. And all three of them have uh, physical ailments that if they were humans could create them to be very sad in life. And because they're not humans and they're dogs and they live in the moment and they're extremely adaptable, um, two of them are paralyzed and one of them has a lot of deformities and they are the most happy dogs in the world and every day they inspire me. Wow. Um, again, wherever this takes you, tell me something, <laughs> <laughs> tell me something good. Um, oh, hmm. well, I'm writing a book. That's exciting. Um, I'm going to be writing a book about my life with dogs and um, kind of how I grew spiritually with each one of their passings because I've had 
22 of my own dogs at this point and I'm only 32 years old. And so I think that's, you know, uh, a very large amount of dogs and a lot of loss to go through, but I've really grown as a person. And so the book will be a lot about that. That's awesome. Where can people find you online? Talk about the, the Patreon. Is that what it's called? Oh yeah. The Patreon page. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash Angela Aiden, you can find my Patreon page. And then also on Instagram, I'm at deserving dogs. And my cutest dog in the world is at ready underscore Freddie underscore. Oh, Freddie with the teeth. <laughs> yeah. With the mouth. <laughs> yeah, I follow, I follow that you there and there and him. Oh my God. <laughs> I honestly, I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. I really am. And, and a, a while ago, you know, we, I, I've supported you as I can and just spreading what you're doing and also sent you some bucks here and there and a group of us, you, you need gas money at one point and a group of us, I, I have a group of friends who always want to support things. I'm like, I have this woman and she's got to get a dog somewhere and we got to give her gas money. And I just, Oh yeah. I remember that. Oh my God. Thank you. I, just, I started having random people send me money and that was because of you. It was no. And I'm not, this is not me patting myself on the back. I'm just saying <laughs> I am, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a fan of people who do good. And that's, that is all this, this podcast is really is about is just, we're in a dark time right now. We're getting hit every which way by negative, 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 negative. And I just feel like we either have to be the light or we got to find the light, but we're all in it together. And it's people like you. And, and I just want people to spend some time and, and hear of good things. And I, and I thank you for doing all the good that you're doing. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. I sometimes don't really realize the impact that I have on people. And, you know, I'm just kind of living my normal, what I think is my normal life and sharing about it on social media. So um, to hear from actual people, you know, saying kind of their perception of what I do is, is um, I'm very grateful for it. So thank you. Next time on World Gone Good. You know, I think there's a, a big difference between happiness and joy. You know, happiness, it's things that happen to you, but joy is kind of what you control. What if you left your life behind, moved to Hawaii, and became a farmer? That's exactly what Philip Anthony Mangan has done. Join me for my good chat with him where we talk about following your joy, journaling, living off the land, and so much more. Good, good, good. Until then, be good. <laughs>